questions have like just us chats also welcome to leverage radio it's just ashwin and i today we had a guest but they had connection issues so we're just kicking it off right now they were they were in the middle of a cyclone to be exact i mean in the midst of dealing with a cyclone they weren't actually inside a cyclone no <laughs> post effect they were the inside a cyclone um his hair was all over the place um which is how i knew he was in the cyclone uh what are you doing mohit what are you drinking i am drinking a bottle of wine no that is water in a glass bottle because i recycled no. <laughs> <laughs> can't be drinking every night man was like hold on i'm going to show you something you have to look after your health also perfect we just start recording the podcast and he gets up oh what is he showing me i was saying we just start recording and he gets up <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm showing my plastic bottles great terrible for the environment but great for you so how you been keeping busy you in quarantine right now right i am i have a friend whose whole family tested positive for covid-19 i know somebody else in my family who was exposed to people who are covid positive so i have decided to take a self imposed quarantine for 2 weeks you basically are just lazy that's what you're telling us right uh, no i mean i'm i think also there's a bit of like the f- fear is also on the rise because it's getting closer and closer to people you know and people around you like i'm sure you have also had a few cases in your neighborhood nah that's a lie i know for a fact this is a heritage city in kurgaon there are there are two in my building actually oh spectacular mm. so that's um, that's dicey that's all it is i mean i mean yeah but have you like um you told me you, you were talking to mayank the other day and he's gone full eddie bravo right i think so i mean he was talking about uh, a lot of interesting things related to well conspiracy theories for lack of a better words like what about eugenics uh, how a lot of um these global leaders like bill gates and stuff want to basically have something to do with vaccinating the genetic quality you know, of, of individuals yeah so i don't know something like that but i was watching something interesting on eugenics um so for a lot of people who don't know what eugenics is it's basically the study of how to make the human race better so like natural selection is what darwin said where the survival of the fittest then somewhere around like the mid 1850s um closer to 1900 a bunch of these like social scientists or whatever they started studying eugenics so they basically they hypothesized that if you take uh the best genetic material that exists around you and breed it with more good genetic material you have inbreds no no so no i'm not saying cousins but like 
<laughs> like you will have a better race of people and yes yes the the and that is the basis for a lot of like nazi policy and like a lot of racist shit so it all oh, comes man, from shit that this got um, uh, very serious very fast i'm just so saying like that's what my goes watching <laughs> like so my <laughs> is on this trip right now yeah yeah so uh, i mean i just watched one documentary about it like the we saw my the other day at the at uh, he came down to meet us uh, and um, he looked like he'd been in a time machine yeah he looked younger and a little less swole um, yeah 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 he, he looked he looked yeah, he looked like he lost some weight huh? yeah for at least some some weight like for sure if you don't have access to the same kind of training i don't think you're eating the same way your body's not uh, looking the same at all sad I, i mean now that it's finally been about 2 3 months i can feel my gut um, like it's just getting bigger <laughs> when did your gut ever go in actually yeah you were skinny as fuck yeah right so time, right? so now it's just 2 3 months of um, no exaggerated cardio and no cardio is the same as you know six eight rounds of jiu jitsu you could go running for an hour you, you wouldn't feel the same amount of exhaustion or you know that sort of thing um, that's not true yeah maybe an hour is a lot <laughs> when you last go running mohit it's been a while uh, actually the other day i went um, but only about i have never seen you run in my life i can't imagine you running Yeah, it's not pretty. I start really, really slow. <laughs> it's not. I have to pretty. take. I have to take like <laughs> the first day, just like walking, stretching, light jog, light jog, and then the knees have woken up, and they're like, okay, okay, we're running. Chal, ab isko thoda. Now we can give it some gas. Uh, have you heard of the pose method of running, Ashwin? What do you think? I'm sure you have. I have not pose. Yeah, just look it up right now. Uh, oh god. Just you might well tell me. No, I don't remember it exactly, but just look it up right now and just describe it to people who are listening. <laughs> I'll I'll be right back. Just I'm just coming from the loo, so you talk to them about pose run. Okay. What is pose running? I don't know why he makes me look at these things, man. It's like I have nothing better to do. It's like when I surround myself with people who are dumber than me you know like like mohit and then i have to i have to just like subject myself to all kind of ridiculous things it's like my i used to hang out with such fucking cool people but now i am doing a podcast with a bald married loser and the only time he's ever going to hear this is uh maybe a week from now when he's going to start editing this um So I hope he doesn't cut this bit out, and I hope you guys get to listen to this bit. Um, anyway, the running pose is a whole body pose that vertically aligns shoulders, hips, and ankles. No, this is wrong. This is completely wrong. All right, now I've got it. Okay, so have you gone through it entirely? Yeah, it's based. I mean, Mohit. It's some CrossFit shit. I mean, not really. It's been. It's basically 
Bows fall full. Yeah, that's what it says. I don't, I yeah. don't know. So just wanted. Uh, so basically, all you I'm have to do is all you have to do is run to change support from one leg to the other by pulling the support from foot, support foot from the ground. It sounds quite simple, but it takes a lot of practice to retrain your muscle memory to learn the movement and to unlearn old habits of poor running form. This is what we form the drills we do on a constant basis in class. I mean, think about Just crossfitters to do this shit. I'm just saying, think about the amount of people you've ever seen in your life that run weird. Just think about it. Like people who run on their, just on their toes. One and two. Yeah. So 50% of people <laughs> run weird. Yeah, for sure. Like think about your friends right now. I'm sure Arush runs funny as fuck. I would wager. I'm sure Sohail runs really, really funny. Yeah. Right. Who else? Uh, Basin. Basin probably can run. Uh, he's also a bit funny now that I think about it. He's got like short legs. <laughs> 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 like, uh, like he's almost. He's almost like. Uh, he he runs almost like. See, Zora can run. Jahangir can run. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. So again, I've I've given you three examples of bad runners and two of good runners, and I would include myself in the good runners bracket. Yeah, me too. Great runners. <laughs> no, the other day I found a photograph of Shiv Hora. The- actually, I actually taught Shiv Hora how to run. At um, the age of thirty, he learned how to run. What was he in a wheelchair before? The man that? did not know how to run. He had not run a day in his life. Mohit, he used to play table tennis in school. They didn't make you run for table tennis. Then he was fat. Did you not have a uh, challenge with him or something like that? You're gonna make his weight also come down, and I did, him, I did, I did. Made him run. I brought his, I brought his weight down to 83 kilos from, I think it was 96, 97. In the span of one month, two months, three months, I think. 13 kilos, which 13 is kilos. outrageous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's, that's just over four, like 4.33 kilos a month. So it's insane how Mr. Hora has put all that weight and more back on. I haven't met him in a while. I recently saw a picture of him, but he's put on a ton of weight. I don't know what he's doing to. I mean, he just eats trash. Yeah, Your parents doing the out. same thing. Yeah, yeah, every day. Today I've noticed that that a lot of people whose parents don't work out or it's not like a common known thing that you should be working out turn turn out to be out of shape because they've just never been taught to uh, was, include exercise in their daily lives. Yeah, I was talking to Prachi about this the other day and what she was, like we were talking about basically was that uh, when a lot of people's parents were growing up um, it just wasn't a priority even in culture in popular culture I mean it's it, but that's the thing it is the most like it should be like top on the priority one of the top things on your priority list even if you look if you, at if you don't work if you don't work out nothing works your brain doesn't work I, I completely agree with you uh, but at that time even if you look at top athletes of India, let's say in the 80s, uh-huh. um, people didn't really know like how much work they're putting in. They just saw them playing their sport 
and that was the only like real uh, athletic pursuits you know the other people who would do it and for the rest of them it was just like you know as long as you can do some uthak bathak and you can just run around a little bit that's yeah. enough and somewhere around the 90s when this sort of explosion of economics happened then it just became this life of you know luxury 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 and only the really like people who can afford that then later in life got into fitness like there's just no exercise even if you do the bare minimum you do your toper you do your fucking sit ups and push ups that's enough i'm not saying go out there and we train your body to become on fucking half marathon i'm just saying move right get some exercise and that people don't even do that people don't even go on walks man yeah so the thing is like you can live a long life without exercising as well like you may enjoy sure, but okay let's okay quick point so uh, do your parents eat clean relatively, relatively yeah right yeah right let's say it's it's i assume it's like 70 30 probably more you don't than see that. them binging on trash all the time right no 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 hardly ever same with my parents but yeah. this is again people just eat junk all the time and you think that grown ups or adults people <laughs> our parents their generation they have shit together and they know okay i shouldn't be eating ice cream after dinner every night ice cream <laughs> after dinner every night without fail or i shouldn't be eating just because it's made of should desi ghee it's okay to eat all that and say oh yaar meri maa ne bola tha ye sab theek hai to main bhi khata hu sab theek hai no you will die don't eat that every day you will develop a condition which is irreversible at times uh, and people just use that as an excuse to just also okay so you look at school curriculum for example nationwide school curriculum how many classes do you remember in grade school that were about nutrition i remember it, being told an apple was good for health that's it i mean that's about it that's But, the extent of what i was told and like maybe a little bit about grains or some but like genuine knowledge uh, around this subject is not given so how do you expect people um you know to unless you develop your own curiosity there's no way you're going to actually be like okay what's good to eat the why the fuck do nutritionists exist no but as a as a guy who comes from a, a family that owns a school have you thought of adding this to curriculum exclusive of whatever the board offers or whatever yeah i have a ton of plans to add a lot of things to curriculum but uh, unfortunately um and we do you know the, the thing is we particularly do like we pay attention to a lot of uh these small details and do you guys have lunch in school i mean canteen uh, what do you serve in the canteen no rajma chawal um paneer kulcha samosas and patties no no so we've done away with fried things mostly mm-hmm. um everything's vegetarian everything's cooked fresh every day okay and all the leftovers sent to nearby gurdwara uh, awesome so there's zero wastage in that sense but man kids just want to eat crap like that that is the other thing like but so but the, the thing is not but the thing is if 
I've learned this like the hard way. I used to always want to eat crap, but then there are things that are good for you that do taste good as well. I saw a photo of you from like a few years ago and you was what fat as fuck. What did I look like? <laughs> you oh, look I like looked, a bear. <laughs> I looked like I ate my current self. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you <laughs> it's just I have this exterior shell of blubber. Always standing in the background. Didn't even notice yeah, like, you for a while and then uh, I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Started losing weight. I was like, oh, this is what I should actually look like. Yeah, I mean, I used to move quickly then. So imagine what happened when the layers came out. I know, I know. It's like one of those... Uh, have you, you remember that dude, Jared Cannoneer? This isn't even my final form, bro. Yeah. Uh, Jared Can- Why does that sound so familiar? He's that UFC dude who's like... Really, fucking, he was in the light heavyweight and then he dropped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're talking about it. Looks about, yeah. like black steel. He got ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're heading there, huh? I mean, I don't mind. Uh, I just need to find some of the right steroids and undo it. Yeah, we got to stop saying this. <laughs> People will come People actually us. believe that I'm going to like... I mean, I'm a, they'll I'm take one look at me and they're like, this guy though, definitely is not on them. They'll take a second look at me and like, oh, this guy doesn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find like Aman yes. or... Aman, Aman looks like he's on some roids. Aman probably is. Right? No, Aman, Aman probably Aman, I've seen the, sh- the kind of... No, Aman is not. Yeah, Aman probably is. He's got those genetics, bro. I think he's on roids. You think he's on roids? I think I'm just too fucking lazy to worry about his, what he eats, what how he trains to start with. Man, these kids are eating like Maggie and cup noodles. So shredded. I spend the day with Aman and Sean every day without and fail. What is their real diet like? Um, so I, I'm so I, clean. no, no, they're not eating. I promise you, they're not eating clean. I had to first. Act like I had to be the dickhead telling Sean, Sean, you can only have one energy drink in a day. Okay, Sean was drinking four energy drinks a day and having at least two cokes in a day. He wouldn't drink water, he'd drink coke instead of these and coke and these substitutes instead of water. Uh, and Aman is even worse because Aman used to tease him about the stuff. Aman used to drink it in front of him, like, ah, sip low, sip low, sip low. So that shit would never end. Then Aman. So today I was, uh, we were driving somewhere. We would, so we got this new place we're training in, some, in somebody's house, Metal's house. And I was eating Kira and Gajar out of a, uh, a box. And Aman was eating, sitting there beside me eating perks. <laughs> I was like, Aman, how do you live this? And, and before Aman that, he rich. was just eating this. He was eating candy, candy, like nonstop, tap, 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 just stuffing his face. And then I go to get black coffee. Aman's getting like, hot chocolate uh, Sean's getting like a hot chocolate and I'm like what is going on how are you guys not dead how old are you Ashwin 28 27 7 okay. so 28 lap no no I thought I'd skip this one um, cool and these guys Why? are like 21 22 nothing I no, mean, uh, just... Aman is 20 Sean is turning 23 okay no, I, I was just wondering about metabolism. You know, like they, like we hear. I've had these, a dead metabolic rate through, throughout my life. No, I mean we hear these analysts talk about like, I mean I was listening to the Joe Rogan Henry Cejudo one. I don't know if you've heard it. 
I've heard uh, uh, about I was thirty minutes in. I have to finish it. So, like he's thirty-two. Um, so who do? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like he's thinking, you, I gotta get out of this at this age. So there has to be an optimum because it's, because it's face punching, Mohit. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Huh. No, I'm I'm just uh, saying that he's getting out in his prime. But you got to look at it this way: he has done it since he was what fourteen Four. or twelve. Yeah, yeah, four years old, six years old, something like that. So, so he spent the majority of his life doing doing this. this. Yeah, yeah. So he has the years which people want. accumulate in two careers basically so what he's put his mind and body through nobody can understand because he is a an olympic gold medalist and b he is a two time ufc champion but he right? talks uh, he talks a lot about like the science and he's a golden of... gloves winner is he boxing and... yes he is oh. I didn't know that. So uh, he is probably the most athletic uh, uh, guy they have. Guy around, he could probably teach his body to do anything if you asked him to. Interesting. I mean, so that's what like there has to be this age um, that you have to start doing this, like the Kekres of the world, you know, at fourteen to sixteen, where you're you know developing, you start doing this. So coming back to things in start much younger things in school um it's something that has always you know for years now been something i want to get started somehow and uh, now to it's fucking further than it's ever been uh-huh. but uh, let's see because it has to start somewhere i think uh and i also found out that there's like a indian school grappling thing so maybe that I'm would sorry, be what? there's some indian school grappling competition of course there is allegedly and it's been around for 65 years apparently i mean so that would be the into it what else i mean i don't know why you have to mention these things because i just get riled up <laughs> um, Maybe that's I right. just like the last thing I want to know about is grappling federation India. And when you mention these things, that's all I think of GFI. Those clowns. What they stand for? What they think they're standing for? What they brought us down to? <laughs> and they've they've brought us to our knees and then kicked us after that. Uh, but which uh, to my next point like there's not a there's not a compendium of information about everything that's going on in the country why like, would there be because um like you just they don't can't know make money so fucking they can't make money if you if they start uh like uh, we've publicly been, we've been doing this podcast for a few weeks now and mm-hmm. we spoken to a lot of different people from different parts of the country and you're just finding out that dude everything is so like disconnected i mean yeah and uh, most people don't even know about 
the fact that there is BJJ in Tamil Nadu or there's BJJ um, in Bangalore or uh, who else do we talk to, man? Um, Kolkata, Chandigarh, anywhere, man. Like Kolkata, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I recognize very few gyms that actually have BJJ and the guys that we've been talking to so far, I think, are legitimate. Um, but there are a lot of clowns out there. That's why I think we turned a blind eye to this a long time ago where we would just uh, disregard anybody who told us that they're a BJJ school. And that makes us come across as uh, patronizing almost. And I get that. I completely get that. Like we are the only guys who do it. We are the only ones. I completely get that. But I think that's why we have no clue. I think that's also changed, right? Like there was a time when there was only maybe like six gyms in the country that were doing legitimate jujitsu. I mean, even now there are only six, right? <laughs> I mean, your words. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. The only six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there are six. Six is also like a stretch. Exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even think there's six. Um, um, but something I've been thinking about recently, and it's just been crossing my mind a lot. Um, and this is basically what Gordon Ryan says over and over again. He says he is in a sport. He's a pro in a sport. That nobody full of wants to watch. Amateurs. No, full of amateurs. He's a pro. So he's the only guy who trains, competes, works like a professional. Whereas the rest of them train, compete, and work like amateurs. So what that means is this man is working day and night and treating it like a job. Mm. No, not taking days off, not taking months off, not taking weeks off, not eating shit, not partying, not staying up till four in the morning. So he is a professional, whereas he calls out the entire BJJ fraternity. Uh, he calls them amateurs, basically, because these guys are not doing the exact same thing. And recently, just because of the kind of training sessions I've been putting in and the kind of work I've been putting in, I've been feeling the exact same way. Like, I understand that these guys are so much better than me. You know, like, without a doubt, they're way better than me. And I could say, I mean, this is not an excuse. It's legitimate these guys, because these, these guys, guys have way better who? training partners than I do. These People guys across the world. People across the world. Right. They have access to way better instructors and training partners than I do. Mm-hmm. Right. But I promise you I am outworking 80% of them. So sounds like, I mean... You need to find better training partners. You need to create. No, no, I'm not. Partners. I'm not saying it's a problem for me. I'm saying that if there were more people in this world trading like Gordon Ryan and working like him, you would see the game evolve to a whole new level. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, man, unless the sport grows organically, like the spectators will not be there, right? People like a fist fight because it's a fucking fist fight. This um, is only appreciated once you understand the thing. So the challenge. I wouldn't be is, so quick to say that. Um, if you go to, if you watch any of the judo world championships, you watch the wrestling world championships. Arenas are packed. Um, I watched the ADCC uh, 2019 competition in LA. The arena was packed. Yeah. Um, 
so yes it has to grow organically but i think we are at a stage where it is huge right just the fact that the next adcc is going to be held in vegas in a big ass arena and there's going to be branding on the strip uh tells you that it's huge i don't think that's happened with judo i don't think that's happened with wrestling i mean wrestling though has the olympics every four years now that's there and then annual championships again is for like the hardcores man the people who know about they were it. trying to take wrestling out of the olympics also right a few years back well they i thought they were just trying to include jiu jitsu in the no olympics. and if jiu jitsu gets gets into the olympics uh it's disastrous who will be representing our tricolor um so no so forget that so again those again that's amateur level so i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about uh the po- that i have a problem with the fact that some of these guys have it so fucking easy and they just don't know it and they're just chilling that bothers me and recently i've been that's been playing on my mind playing on my mind and you can't help but think okay hey if i had access to these training partners fucking how good would i be i just wasted my 20s just teaching them to beat me <laughs> and not really uh, spent spent it like a competitive professional athlete would hmm so yeah so that's been on my mind recently man and um, yeah i have to live with what's, it it is what it is okay so what's your goal uh, competitively like why what's the most important thing uh, competitively uh to win adcc but i'm a little realistic so i say adcc trials okay and then maybe medal in the adcc okay and after that i retire from grappling in nogi i go into the gi again to the gi then after that okay and that's all planned for the next two years yeah the next, next two. two years uh next two years if i the two adcc trials if i'm not injured i'll, I'll do both if i don't qualify in the first i do both and then there'll be one the year after that there'll be uh, an adcc trial in 2021 obviously as well or the one after that for the 2023 ATC trials there'll be two more trials so i i just keep doing it until i win a trial to start with um if that works out i would love to medal in in the world championships i think um one of the silver linings from this covid thing that has come is we've been in conversation with a lot more people um which will hopefully result in more diverse training um once the lockdown opens up sure. and and i think that's a good positive to focus on um i'm not saying there aren't positives i'm just saying um there are plenty I, of positives man i have made connections in the last after i mean people have wanted to become friends with me after one this uh redundant tournament um uh, so sh- shouldn't so, you guys like uh so now that you won adcc what you have a adcc india in adcc india you have a ticket to travel to singapore for the trial yeah so there. the event organizers are funding my um my trip to singapore uh, which is the first trial yes okay um so that's still pretty far away right now isn't it 
I'm six, feeling like six it's months. not. Yeah, it's like six, six months is not six far. Six months is not far. It's not far. And how does that work? You won the absolute, so you go there again. I do my weight division. You do your weight division. Mm-hmm. And absolute. Uh, no, uh, I will not do absolutes the first time around because what if I injure myself doing the absolutes and lose my own weight division and then I can't do the second trials. Okay. So, tactical. so I will be doing my own uh, division and then I don't mind doing in the second trials. If there is an, I don't know if there is an absolute to start with in the trials, but if there is in the second trials, I will do it for sure. Yeah, that's like, sorry, um, going all out. Um Okay, so you mentioned you feel like there are very few professionals in this uh, space. What exactly? I didn't. I I I am paraphrasing um, what Gordon Ryan has to say, and I'm just in total agreement with him. Yes, go ahead. Right. That's so so personally, what have you done, um, or what are you doing uh, to separate yourself from the pack? even more so than you already have or already are. I can tell you right now, there's nobody in this country working as hard as I am. And I will give you a schedule of what a typical day in my life looks like. I wake up in the morning and I lift weights. After which, I mean, I have to eat before that and I have to eat after that because I'm on this new this new diet. I've got a strength and conditioning uh, coach I have so I, I was recently. observing one of your workouts the other day and it's on uh, mm-hmm. like the guys on a zoom call um, right. what's the kind of stuff he has you doing like what like you've been at it for maybe a week or 10 days now? So, so we're doing supersets right now um, so just take us through uh, workout because uh, so I a typical workout would be something like <laughs> uh, so a typical workout would be something like um, I just pulled my little diary out would be like one hand dumbbells, dumbbell snatches followed by, let's say, a front squat. Um, that's one superset. Then he would make me go and do like a clean and press again with dumbbells. And then with a bar, he would make me do bent over rows. Then he makes me do the, <laughs> like, uh, then he makes me do one Olympic movement or uh, something using the bar at least. So like maybe a bench press or again, cleans again or something something of that kind followed by a small cardiovascular thing like uh, plate burpees. Um, yeah, I saw the plate burpees. Um, so, so, so it sounds like a lot of the work is for explosive and plyometrics but and not very heavy weight. Yes, and at the same time is to get my uh, heart rate spiked a little bit because I'm a little over... Um, and I'm going to cut my weight down to about 79 kilos. Uh, I'm 83 right now. Um, so I'm cutting about 4 kilos comfortably. Um, and what's the weight category? 77. 77. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so I lift in the morning. Um, in the afternoon, I drill. Uh, I was drilling no gi as well as gi. Uh, but I'm drilling for, I don't know, it could be from 10. 10 it could be at the 10 rounds. It could be 20 rounds. It depends on what I'm feeling like that day. Then I'm rolling. Uh, if I have, if I don't have enough training partners, they are shark tanking me, and this is every day. Then after that, I will, uh, I'll go home. I'll go for a run. Um, then I'll get home. I'll do some abs and yoga. Then I'll 
spend time on my recovery, which means I get my Tim Tam power massager out and I, I use that for about 20 minutes until the battery goes all the way to dead. Then I try to sleep. I try to turn the brain off uh, and I do it all over again. Oh, sorry. Before I sleep, I study what I'm going to be drilling the following day. Yeah. And no, I don't take afternoon naps. I don't know. This don't work for me. Some people do that. But yeah, that's what a typical day would look like for me. Uh, and I can promise you nobody in this country is doing that right now. Yeah, maybe on their best days. But uh, that's a lot How of work. On the best days? That's a lot of work. How do you... It's a lot of work uh, if you look at it monthly. So look at the amount of work I'm putting in over the month. Right? It's, yeah. Reps on reps. So it adds up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, and I do it consistently. Sure. No, that's hardcore. And what about your diet? Like what, what's been the change with this guy? He's cut down a lot of carbohydrates, of course. He's increased, increased my protein intake. Um, he's added, he's making me have more whey protein than I normally would. And uh, I, I, I use some BCAAs to just get the water watered down because I have to drink so much water through the day. I'm thinking about using some glucosamine for my joints. So mainly what he's done with my diet is I need somebody to tell me what supplements I should be taking because I am a little clueless or I just don't want to do it myself. Uh, I want somebody to do it for me. Hmm. I'm tired of planning my own workouts and my own diet and my own supplements. I need a coach now. <laughs> Somewhere at least. But what about Mike? Like, How is he factoring into... Is he at all factoring into your training? Not at the moment. So Mike, uh, as you know, is in the United States. But when I am in the United States, again, I get to hand that over to him and he helps out. Um, uh, but right now, very little. Mike's, Mike's got his own stuff going on. He's busy shooting some instructionals, which will be out soon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw something. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so no, it's, it's hard for Mike to be available for me uh, from across the world with the time difference and everything. But if I need him for anything, he's always there. If I have questions, Mike's always available. Uh, but yeah, um, he's, he's there. When, when, I, when we're together, when I'm in the States or he's over here, I let him handle my training. Um, but it's, again, it's, it's what, one or two months in the year, which is... Hardly anything. It's not much. So, um, as a gym owner, um, and as am I, what are some like safety protocols? If any, if you thought of, um, let's say on July 1st, they announced, okay, gyms are allowed to open, get back to work. Um, but you can only have, let's say 10 people in at one time, something like that. Let's assume that that will be a guideline given. I mean, if they're doing that to temples, I'm sure that they will probably do that to gyms as well. So anything you've thought of, um, apart from obviously keeping sanitizer everywhere? No, the sanitizer and all, I don't know, but because as a jiu-jitsu gym owner or an MMA gym owner, we are already scared shitless of (laughs) any infections. So that is that, I mean, that stays consistent with, how our protocol was prior to this COVID situation. Uh, but aside from that, I would incorporate, of course, more classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, we have a space big enough to split classes. Mm-hmm. So I would do that. Um, but again, uh, there's only so much you can do because 
it's 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 amazing after three months of this virus being out there we don't know anything about it you follow the uh, the health and safety protocols you are at home you are currently following you check temperatures you provide hand sanitizers you give them shower facilities you make sure they're clean when they come in you make sure they're not sick coughing you do what you can but you can't i can't have them rolling with masks on or training with masks on because i don't want people passing out because they can't breathe um uh but yeah there's not much you can do except uh, increase the number of classes i would say and keep the gym sanitized as you always do yeah just after what every class i mean of course everything you mention but if it was an ideal world then you have like you said one of those laser thermometers checking everybody the moment they enter mm-hmm. um, that's there yeah that i, I think yeah, yeah. that too will have to happen um i think that the government will make mandatory anyway yeah yeah i think so as well um but also then maybe as part of membership or something per month like they get tested from some lab and uh, uh see no that so that might be a problem because if you get tested and you're positive you have to get retested yeah to show your negative that's yeah, the, yeah, 10 yeah. g's so, down the drain so i'm saying like let's say 10 people <coughs> ka ek batch hai all 10 get tested on the same day and mm. let's say one guy turns out to be covid positive and my gym is a containment zone then the gym but then you need to know that anyway right like it's no. uh, but if look if somebody falls ill you'll find out anyway well what's the protocol then you shut down again no so uh you sanitize the gym you get everybody tested um if in the second round everyone clears then your gym is not the issue That yeah but we're in 2021 by then <laughs> yeah but like i'm just saying hypothetically if money was no object yeah right but that's a fuckery <laughs> yaar that's a fuck up the fucking I haven't uh, made much money in the past few months. I'm sure you have made tons. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but like, money's running out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, things are getting tough. Everyone is feeling the pinch now. I think um, a lot of places are closing down. A lot of offices are shutting down. A lot, a lot of, of gyms are, are shutting down, man. A lot of people are not paying their rents and just you know they're like, "Fuck it, we'll find a new place." It's now. Now is when it, that is like. really happening out there oh it's just just putting my for anyone out. listening uh isora if you're listening to this boy it's just fast off right oh he's back i am back um, i was talking to a one listener uh, zurawar bhati oh he listens to this that's cool <coughs> i think he's, he's one of the few guys who listens to this regularly he's hold up in his uh not hold up he's a dumbass in tarudhan he's like show I am he took going. he took his dog also with him this time so he's like bro I'm going underground <laughs> It's not really underground Zorawar Kandu It's a sweet ass villa bro Yeah exactly I think maybe wahan chale jata hu it's chilling yo You can't Mohit you're married bro So me and Prachi will go na I won't go alone leave my wife at home in this coding I mean when you said I I imagined you just uh-huh. you No, no, no. We can head out there on the, uh, during the weekend if you like. Oh wait, you're, you're uh, quarantined, bro. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> scary man, like oh, God. 
like i know somebody whose neighbor died uh i mean you have somebody in your building that has it but like imagine if I somebody have two people in my building who have it yeah but like if one of them fucking croak then uh you know that's a big deal uh, i mean yeah i don't know i don't want to talk about this but uh <laughs> i rather not get into the subject of rona Um, Ex- experts it's, it's, experts talking about their field huh? <laughs> exactly uh, we truly are experts you know nothing about this guys please stay safe <laughs> the gym opens we'll just post on instagram show up train yeah dude please when the gym shows up please show up yeah it's uh, i don't know what's going to happen like in jaipur the landlord by the way said um, no go it's a liability so we are uh in good shape there in terms of cleanliness and stuff like that but uh, what do you mean no go uh, explain to me nobody allowed inside like no training oh, yeah yeah of course no, oh no. wait this is after our conversation the other day yeah yeah where we were like guys yeah if they wanted to but the landlord is like uh, yeah let's really go. why what did you say uh i tell you off worried about yeah no, he just okay, me. basically just worried about like if the cops and shit come then they'll shut the whole building down and they've got other work there so they like uh, mm, makes sense yeah fuck it it is what it is guys are at least recovering um over there everyone by the end of like the last time i went was dealing with some kind of injury or the other so That's so cute though <laughs> yeah i mean it happens man one two two years into training white like, belt injuries yeah two years into training is like when you have a lot of like you know small ass injuries you don't understand like how is this happening and because right. you've never had this many injuries accumulate at the same time but then when you're like this many years in people people quite understand the kind of pain not yet na so like as you're in 24/7 this many years in you've gone through it enough you're like okay i get it like this is just the fucking thing like i everyone's in it everyone's in that kind of shape so it's fine but uh, one jangi recently i did a few a few days ago what's he been up to uh hiking chilling roaming around um meeting the locals why you say like that uh, <laughs> you been meeting the locals why i think, I think he They got a corona. i think he got a chalan or something for not wearing a mask <laughs> you can get chalan i thought they just like arrest you no 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 so i i think he got chalan or some fine or something for not he was on the phone and the person couldn't hear him or he couldn't speak properly with the mask on so he took the mask off some cops That's i guess gave <laughs> i mean anybody can hear you clearly with a mask I mean he must have just put it in his pocket na so they would have thought ke hai nahi uske paas hai nahi Yeah but that's amazing because that's like a gray area how is the mask on tell me What Most people mean? walk around with their nose hanging out and a good and I mean it's like your underwear covering just your balls and your dick hanging out <laughs> Yeah uh, people... today we went to the chemist and nobody had their mask on there were eight people there four guys inside a little chemist inside inside yeah four guys inside three guys standing outside oh my god and nobody has a mask on 
and i'm like dude i would flip fucked. my shit like this is fucked i just went for like a 25 minute run today with damn mask on if the chemist guys don't want to put a mask on i'm not going to fucking wear that shit i don't know what these guys are doing man like the chemist is like sari dawaiyan yahan pe hai i don't give a fuck le lunga sab kuch thoda thoda i'll be okay but he is literally giving medication to the sick people i know i know it's fucking nuts direct contact genius taking their money and touching his face genius <laughs> Yeah, well, uh oh my god, dude. I can't I don't understand the level of inbreeding you have to go through to get to that stage. I don't think it's inbreeding. I think it's just like young young people know it's not affecting them so much. They're like, "Fuck it." Imagine if you were in school, you'd be like, "Bro, who gives a shit?" I mean, bro, you only care because I don't you know. care that much to be honest, but I can do the bare minimum because society's norms ask me to is wear a mask. I mean, is okay if like people in society feel safe of wearing mask cool but if if so if, tech, if you're a chemist you are so much more socially responsible so you not wearing a mask is just and like so much more likely to be fucking around people who are yes. sick yes exactly it's like oh no because i am the one providing the medicine i am immune to this makes total sense yeah that's basically what the fuck is happening Cool. What else is going on, bro? Um, nothing, man. Uh, how's Prachi? How's your wife? She is good. We are. How has she been spending her time? She has had a lot of work in this period in the lockdown. Wow. She's actually like because they gave up their office. Uh, it's a weird thing because now every day is work from home. Uh-huh. so there are like no off days like even sundays instagram like twitter pe post karna hai ya fir ye thoda sa edit kar do ya whatever like there's always some something work. happening na and she's like this is fucked up like i've lost my weekend because now there are no more boundaries of you know of when it's okay to ask for work exactly she's like that cult like for some reason because of work from home the culture of 9 to 5 has not just become 24/7 yeah no but like i would love that right <laughs> but you technically have it right like your your job is 24/7 like you need to sleep you literally I'm, need to sleep at like a certain time so that you can get up at the right time to do all your day so you're kind mm-hmm. of already booked into that 24/7 life like you're I yeah but think, i'm also doing it out of hope more than anything else she's doing it because there's actual gold at the end of it I am like well, hoping the light at the end of the tunnel. She is not doing it for the same reasons. No, that's not true. I think getting she, paid, she, right? Yeah, that's true. But so are you? <laughs> no, who, who's paying me? I mean yourself. When? If, Where? I mean, in the future, you're putting an investment into. But that's what I'm saying. Who the knows? The product. If the tournament I am fucking working at, like a lunatic, even happens on time, to start with. What do you mean, leverage? No, you fuck. ADCC. ADCC man. Yeah, like what? Like what will happen? Um, will happen. Don't worry. Yeah, that'll happen. Speaking of speaking of leverage, what's the status on uh, the cross train guys? Have they started training it? No, they have not, to my knowledge. So Piyush and IJJ, they these guys started training in like a friend's house. Uh huh. Yeah, like even um, um, who did we speak to? Prashant. 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 Um, From Four Pillar. Yeah, yeah so even he said he is training at a small place 
No, uh, so exactly my point. Um, we so we need to like now look at seriously booking a date, um, even if it's an open-ended month. We need to look at finalizing one because uh, I've been asked by a couple of people, uh, a couple of our sponsors and our partners. We already don't really have sponsors. We have, I would say, partners. So what's the so, month right what do you now? Think we June. Do? We are in June. Yeah. September, 15th, October. Fifteenth August weekend. Interesting. Very interesting. That's too soon, I think. Right? No. Why? July gyms will open up. And, right. Let's do Fifteenth uh, August. Fifteenth August. Yeah. Fifteenth is a Saturday night. Perfect. Oh, we're gonna fucking rock this motherfucker. Nobody's gonna work on a Friday night. Saturday night, though, bro. What do you mean nobody's gonna work on a Saturday night? So we'll do it we the are, weekend. We'll do it Friday night. We can do it Friday night for sure. Sat- if Saturday's off, everybody's off, and it's a dry day, motherfuckers are gonna go wild on Friday night. Yeah, the fourteenth of August is. I like that. Wow, we're breaking some news then, I guess. Cool. Uh, so tentative, let's keep 14th of August as the date for uh, Leverage Fight Night. Yeah, that um, sounds... We can announce that from our page. Once this podcast comes out. No, earlier. That'll be too late. <laughs> <laughs> this, will, this will be out like next week. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Think about it. You think about it. We just uh, we have it. we have Prashant's uh, Oh we only have Prashant lined up now. Yeah, only Prashant is in this. Uh today is Wednesday. Today one came out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Saturday Prashant's will come out and following Wednesday this will be live on air. So I think that's fine. Let everybody stay in suspense for a week. When this comes out, they'll find out anyway. It's fine. Uh, let them stay in suspense. But now it's on these guys to get their training in in order, get their diets in order, get back. Yeah, on the grind. So I'm gonna um, whenever this call is done uh, tomorrow, I guess. Now I'm gonna talk to a couple people about. I think we should message um, production. Yeah, and we should message uh, the athletes individually. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I would is, think. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it will have to be a closed event. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it, I guess. Uh, which is easier, I'm guessing, to handle. Yeah, as an operations point of view, it's much easier to handle. Uh, have you been watching the the WNO uh, flow grappling events they've been putting on? Who's number one? No. Check it out, man. These guys are basically pushing out these insane events where they're having mad fight cards. Uh, on flow grappling and uh, pairing off the best in the world to find who's number one in each weight division. They got the shit in order flow grappling and they're really, really working hard. I think it's where nobody else is. I think the last guys to start training will be our guys. That's a lie. <laughs> no, except Sean. I mean, I don't know. I have not been getting any training in. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what Arnav is going to do. Arnav is... Uh... No, no, I know he's the most training because cardio is the worst. Uh, yeah, but like he, he's also quick to recover uh, and get back to form. Have I you ever think. seen Arnav when he's not been tired after every second roll? 
time that has not existed from my understanding he gets tired a lot i think it's also because he's got like a really bad deviated septum um, i don't know what's going on with that but uh, he's I, it's also it's also his style i think his style is um, balls to the wall yeah yeah quite aggressive um, so that i hope arnav can get some training in um, because i think there was some stuff happening with his in his neighborhood with uh, the rona <laughs> uh, but I hope he can get out of that and get some rounds in so that his cardio is on point. He's got a fantastic game, but his cardio has always been like an issue. So I hope he can really, really get that going before the tournament. Oh, I'm certain. Uh, yeah, if he does, it's no stopping him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I my chat with him was, uh, I don't think. I haven't seen. actually listened to that podcast. No, I haven't. I think you should. Uh, I know you haven't, but I think you should. A, we'll get another listen on the hit counter. Yeah, cool. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. But it will give you uh, some insight to your pupil as well. No, but like, um, why do you say that? What what is, what stands out from that podcast? No, nothing particularly. Uh, in his mind. He feels strongly uh, about what he's doing uh, and his methodology. Um, and of course, there are limitations right now. You can't fucking train right now. So he's doing what he thinks uh, is best. So that's about it. That's just like information for you to know, okay, okay, that's what this fucking person is up to. No, but it's also like, okay, cool. People have their own methodologies. But I think if you are, in this is my opinion, if you are so strongly believing in those methodologies, you should run your own academy, have your own training partners, your own students, and sell that ideology. Um, otherwise, you become I don't think that's possible. Uncoachable. You become uncoachable um, after a point of time. I don't think um, you should be telling me, okay, you want me to train that way, but I think I should do it this way. Um, the second you start doing that, um, I already lose interest in you as a coach because um, what the fuck am I supposed to say to you? Um, you're obviously so convinced that you know what's right and what's wrong. Then do your own thing. Don't waste my time. I'm not going to waste my energy uh, trying to teach you. And I'm not talking about Arnav. I'm just saying people know, in general who have their own ideologies. Arnav listens to me all the time. He's very, very, he's loyal and he listens. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, about I'm saying there are, there are other people uh, who just, they want to do their own thing. Um, so to these people, uh, uh, don't come to me. Don't want, don't try to train with me. Fuck off. Do your own thing. Uh, train how you want to train. See how that works out, works out for you. Um, the reason I train the way I train is because these are tried and tested methods uh, the world over. Um, Sure, there are a few standouts and exceptions to the methods, but I can probably count on my fingertips uh, the standouts. Um, and you probably can't even count the standouts. That's because, that's because you haven't done much research on the subject itself. So as a coach, as a BJ coach or any coach in general, uh, you need to find out what works for the masses and you start teaching that way and if there's somebody who comes to you and says, yo, listen, I can't, I can't learn that way, then that person should be doing their own thing on the side. A student, um, 
I don't know how to like because somebody doesn't know something um and maybe this doesn't apply in martial arts but like if i can't teach something to somebody or it's they don't fault. or they don't see the correct uh, solution answer mm-hmm. uh, derivative or technique or whatever if they can't execute it it's now, a teacher's fault it's the teacher's fault so so um similarly i also feel with like mindset and with uh so you're saying they should uh it should go outside of just jujitsu techniques and philosophy into coaching mindsets i mean where is necessary like it's not necessary with everybody you know True. what i mean it, like sometimes like uh, look at tyson mm-hmm. yeah like mike tyson's relationship with his uh saul demato but how many more students of saul demato can you name none so i'm so the thing with me is i'm trying to build a team i'm not trying to build one individual i can't start hand holding people especially if i'm trying to build my own career side by side as a competitor if my only job was coaching i'd go to their houses and fucking give them speeches in the in their in, in their homes in their living rooms <laughs> um, but if it was one athlete if it was two athletes fuck it if it were four athletes i would get into the mindset aspect of it as well but the fact that i have a full team going i can't handhold and i can't babysit people day after day sure if people have issues they can come to me and talk to me about it sure they can do it five six times but the seventh or eighth time i'm just going to i'm not going to ignore your issues but it's something that i can't help you with and you should find help elsewhere okay so i have a question for you mm-hmm. um you were part of school cricket teams yeah mm-hmm. how was that experience in being in a cricket team the team aspect of it teamwork uh and all that shit um personally i think and you that's go- much different i would say to I, i don't think you can draw a comparison with bjj you can in bj in bjj i i as a coach call it a team but they at the end of the day are individual competitors so they they can say they're from a team but that's only to identify me as a coach or the coaching staff that's alongside me uh but at the end of the day it's an individual sport uh, so they can't be fixing matches they can't be uh, looking out for the team whereas in cricket or in any other team sport it's an actual team sport where you have to do things together to know each other and to know who does what best and to play off their strengths or weaknesses and pick them up or i mean help them out you know uh that does not cross over to bjj this is uh, completely you have to be selfish as a competitor sure you don't want to injure your own training partners uh, days before tournaments um but uh you have to be selfish uh, you can you, the only time team comes into play is when you need a training room or a coach and you need someone to refer to do that make sense it does but like i disagree a lot like me okay. personally i mean that's again my because view. you're not you're not a competitive athlete so you don't understand 
Yeah, that's that's probably why. <laughs> so let's say you were going to a tournament. Uh, everything before your match starts is team. Team, 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 team. Help this guy out. Help this guy out. Help that girl out. Help them warm up. This, that. Cool down. They need water. They need electrolytes. Whatever. The second that match starts, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. There's no team. Sure, there's a corner, but you still are on your own completely. Um, again, the corner is probably a referee, or again, it's probably a team of coaching staff that's probably cornering you. Maybe a, somebody from the gym. Uh, but that somebody from the gym is not going to be cornering you when they're across the mat fighting you. Um, so I think, sure, uh, in the Venn diagram, there are a few things that overlap. Uh, but it's a very, very small, small section. I guess so. I think uh, if you hear any top athlete like speak about it, you know, take your LeBron James, your Sachin Tendulkar, whoever, uh, Michael Jordan, some amount of that, I have to get better, I have to do it. Uh, takes a precedence over. It's interesting that you mentioned Sachin Tendulkar. Uh, I think there are a handful of games where Sachin has actually won the game for the country. Um, <gasps> I hate that. My, I know it is it is a blasphemous statement, but uh, it's something that was told to me by a family member recently, and um, I didn't fucking believe it. And I don't know how much truth there is to it right now also, but I couldn't find much data on that. Uh, so if you were to compare a Sachin to, let's say, a Dravid of his era, mm. Dravid is complete team. Dravid would even wicket keep for the team, man, and he hated to. <laughs> uh, so Dravid was the kind of player who would put the team before everyone, whereas Sachin, I think, would be would be Sachin. So as, as, as somebody who is such an incredible athlete or competitor you have, there is that level of selfishness that has to come. So, so people can say, okay, no, he was a team player. No, he was best thing that happened to India, the Indian cricket team. Sure, I agree. But Sachin, to some extent, was also very, very selfish in his uh, approach to becoming the best batsman to have ever lived. And he had to be, otherwise he wouldn't be there. Same thing with Kobe Bryant. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Same thing with, I'm sure, with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, you have to be a selfish person to be to make it to the absolute top of my, of whatever your field is. And of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but I think it's a very common trend. I think one of the other things people get... Um conflated is selfishness with um, prioritizing yourself. uh, No, like selfishness with rudeness. Sure. You you tell someone, yo, I can't hang out with you because I have, yeah. So then it's not personal, dude. There's a label that there's a label that pricey or you know, yeah, it's difficult to meet them or it's a real struggle to make plans with this person. No, dude, I'm, I, I'm sacrificing so much 
I'm not going out. I'm not eating shit. I'm sacrificing so much so that this is my work for other people. It's different. You know, it would be insane for me to say, Oh, he didn't meet me on Tuesday at 11:30 AM because he was working fucking prick. It's the same with, <laughs> with people in our field. You, yeah. if, if the days where I'm not going to meet you, it's because I have practice in the morning. It's not, it's not personal. It's my work. It's my profession. Like you said, man, not everyone is as dedicated as you are. And not a lot of people even understand. Like one thing is to be as dedicated. The other is dedicated is not a problem. Yeah, exactly. The other is to just simply understand also, uh, you know, somebody's level of dedication to something. And I think that happens with in in all fields with all people, man. So I say dedication is one thing and hard work is complete separate thing. Dedication does not always result in an output of hard work. Some people are dedicated. Yeah. So they're, they're every day, they're every day, but they're not working as hard. They're not relentless with their approach to their field. Right. There's a difference. I think there's, uh, there's a, there's a difference in, in the level. Yeah. Of- it's, it's kind of like what, uh, Firaz says that, it's the difference between intensity and just workload. You know, like you can only do uh, like the intensity of the time you're spending doing something versus just time spent doing something is actually what the difference is, right? True. But again, I, I think Faraz again is a fucking genius firstly, but uh, like you mentioned, uh, that could also be dedication, but uh, let's put it this way. Um, do you think top 10 athletes in uh, any weight division you take right now uh, train as dedicated, as hard or as obsessively like a GSP or a Conor McGregor would? Hard to say, probably. I doubt it, man. No, I, mean, I seriously doubt it. What are you talking about? Fucking Khabib would outwork most of these guys. Khabib is the same level as these guys. Yeah. yeah I'm so talking then, about, let's who say, you about? what's his face? Yeah. Um, the guy in ADS beat, man. Uh, when? Michael Johnson. You think of Michael Johnson is working as hard as a GSP would? Uh, maybe not. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between dedication and relentlessly obsessing. Um, that's why there is the people, there are only some people who make it to champions, championship material and some people who fall vastly short. Um, this is not something we've ever really spoken about. What about, uh, you know, your focus on MMA? Like, um, mm-hmm. do you feel like that's taken a bit of a backseat with your personal pursuits uh, of jujitsu? Uh, of course it has, man. I've had to drop striking almost altogether. Um, I've had to add now stop training in the gi altogether. Uh, so yeah, things are taking back seats, but again, like I mentioned, uh, about 10 minutes ago, there are are sacrifices, the sacrifices that have to be made and I really, really don't like them. I think about them every fucking day, uh, that I'm not doing this. I'm <laughs> not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Oh my God. I what just the remembered fuck? the I'm time. Behind. Um, you blasted me with a low kick. 
Because you punch me square in the face with in the knuckles. teeth. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> I don't know how many people were there for this at the gym, but like I'll tell the story. Um, so we start light sparring, open hand, open palm sparring. Light, light. Uh, as Ashwin and I always go light, never aggressive. Are you mad? Never. Mm. Um, <laughs> and just started off um, boxing sparring. So Ashwin tapped me on the side of the head a couple of times, all clean shots, no worries, open palm. And uh, I then threw a instinctive right hand, which um, passed his guard and hit him on the bottom lip or the top lip, but basically on the lips. And uh, it was the top of my knuckles. And I made the mistake then of saying, you should keep your guard up. Thinking we're teammates and we're just in a training session. Um, my bad. And the next thing I know, I get a left hook and a right low kick. So I get cracked on the right side of my face. And then a sweeping low kick sends me <laughs> flying like three feet. And I'm like, we're going easy, bro. We're going easy. I'm like, I was like no, what the fuck happened? Just punched me in the face. I was like, what the fuck just happened, man? I thought I was like helping my teammate out. <laughs> bro, guard upar rak. <laughs> He's like, oh, you want to see guard? Here you go. Um, so I remember like you, you used to enjoy your striking sessions. and um, I used to love my Muay Thai, man, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, Boxing, not so much. Muay Thai quite a bit. Uh, I love training in the gi also, but unfortunately, there's very little money in the gi. But uh, okay, so I, I asked I only you about train, huh? competition motivation earlier. And mm-hmm. uh, since we're still on, and I want to just bring it back around now that we've, you've just said the keyword money. Um, look, there's no doubt you will have uh, people learning jujitsu from you for years. Yeah. Touch wood. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, money wise, you will make money because people will come learn from you. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Let's assume. Mm-hmm. But if you know that financially, MMA is where um, it's most lucrative with your skill set and your attributes. And uh, like we were talking about earlier, we've not really seen a high level submission specialist enter Indian MMA. Um, yeah. So just my random thoughts oh, that, are, are coalescing to this. That's, that's the goal, man. I mean, MMA is. But do you think goal. maybe you'll be like 30 will not be, it'll be better to enter at 28? Than 30 would. I'm not going to lie. I've thought of that. Um, like you just get in there, make a couple fucking break a couple of guys bones and then. But it's, uh, but Mohit pro like. Happy, happy payday. And then fucking off in the. Sunset. I don't think you can train for the, an ADCC world uh, trials and an MMA fight without a coach simultaneously. Imagine what my brain is going through. If you had to put yourself in my shoes, I have to study. <laughs> MMA I have to study grappling then I have to put in training sessions of of MMA sparring kickboxing sparring boxing sparring wrestling sparring touch boxing sparring shoot boxing sparring cage work cage work offense cage work defense ground and pound top ground and pound bottom 
closing the distance, managing distance, distance level changes, octagon control or cage control. So when you switch to... And that's just my MMA. So that's what I'm saying. When you switch to MMA, you'll have to let go of doing jiu-jitsu in the gi you for can't instance. can't do both. No, so no. So I can't, <laughs> I can't, there's no way I can do anything other than MMA if I start doing MMA. Yeah, like every session will have to be then an MMA session MMA or a, session. a specific session designed to yes. like just yes. footwork, footwork for MMA uh, yes. or, or just, you know, find, finding range with your teeps and your kicks. Uh, it could be something. anything. I'm just as, as an example. Like, it could be literally anything. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't be training. An hour's drilling in the gi. Forget that. I can't even just be doing regular nogi stuff without strikes. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe one fun roll a day. But no, like, maybe I can do like back attacks and stupid shit like that. But again, uh, I can't train. And, and that's if I'm training as an athlete. Factoring yeah. in the fact that I have You'll no have to, coach. Yeah, and I have and to study have these to things on my own. And you have coach. to teach and take classes. Then. And then I have to recruit training partners. And then I have to keep the training partners alive and kicking. While till the end of the trying to camp, beat while them while beating up. the shit out of them. So yeah. it's, 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 it's a Herculean task, which uh, I will get to, I'm sure, further down the line. But I, I, I'm working on my short-term task right now, which is the ADCC trials. And then, no, and then the ADCC championships after that. All right. Nice. I mean, it is because like nobody realizes people think, okay, why hasn't he done an MMA fight? Like who the fuck am I going <laughs> to train with, man? Who am I going to train with? Realistically, who will train with me? You think I'm going to go and train uh, with the likes of uh, Seth Rosario and those guys? No, they don't like me. They don't want to train with me. Plus people they like most, most likely be your competition anyway. Exactly. So like these guys, I don't know what their mindset is like, but nobody wants to train with me. Um, I don't have training partners. I have to create training partners. I have winds of training partners coming through the door. So let's say now look at it. I have, I have Aman and I have Sean and Aman and Sean combined just about make my weight. Um, <laughs> and these guys are getting good. Um, I was looking at them roll today and I was like, okay, these guys are getting good. Um, <clears throat> but when these guys, when we get into the gym reopens, then the numpties of days gone by, come back to the gym and I have to deal with those numpties again. So it's like, it's this constant cycle of shit that's thrown at me as a coach. Um, so creating these, uh, creating these turds and converting them into potatoes and then fries later <laughs> is a long, long process. And then if I have to side by side, keep my mental health and teach myself and compete myself, it's, 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 it gets me to the point of, okay, I'm going to jump off this building right now. Right. Uh, because don't, don't forget you're now a promoter as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm a promoter as well. I'm doing a posting a podcast. So, um, so nayoga, bhai. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I probably fuck. I'll fight anyone, no problem, unsanctioned. Uh, 
but the second you have to sanction it and the second my name is on the line um it's tough because i don't have training partners and i'll have to shift countries and drop my pieces of turds here in gurgaon uh, and leave them alone and then come back to another shit storm because i've been away for so long and watch them progressively get worse without me um uh, and sure that sounds selfish but um so so see there you go so, the- so as selfish as you may want to be there is yeah, a very very have, big part of you that is there's still parasites there's still parasites attached to the shark so there's uh, still parts of fed. you that are selfless in that regard i'm not then. saying i'm selfish i'm saying i'm trying to maybe selfish <laughs> okay so far you've not been you're just I've trying i've been very very unsuccessful in my approach to being selfish that's hilarious if there was somebody who would be like okay yo i'm taking care of the competition i'll be like bro do it is there anyone you can think of that comes to your mind and wants to take over or is capable of providing uh decent training to the guys at the gym so i cut out i don't i couldn't hear that i said is there anyone you can, i thought it was a long pause i said is there anyone you can think of that would ha bhai awaaz nahi aa rahi hai teri that would be able to replace me bhai teri awaaz nahi aa rahi yaar can you hear me ha <laughs> huh, i can hear you i can hear you ha so do you hear my question nahi tab awaaz kat gayi thi exactly so like <laughs> so you can't right no no uh, I, i no man i i disagree i think they like uh i think if you disagree that, then you take over i fucking take over i don't mind but uh yeah, but then what happens to these poor guys they start doing jiu jitsu like you do hey i swept you the other day see but months ago allegedly <laughs> you think you swept me and that that's what you're holding on to <laughs> a swan sweep <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that you performed maybe on purpose claim to fame uh, but like exactly so like i no, but if, if yeah. you want to step up bro do it they can down to uh, like step it's aside. ultimately like you said it's about that professionalism it's about uh, people training and uh, doing their thing everybody's in a different position everyone has different circumstances or whatever it is bullshit basically everyone has their own bullshit basically Huh. um but you have to know that even if it's slow progress in your absence progress is still happening of work course, is still yeah. work is still going on and if it means you have to be selfish and get the fuck out like on repeat you know like okay i'm going one month here i'm spending two weeks here i'm spending uh you know back for another 6 weeks then i'm off for another 2 weeks over here like even if it's that kind of a thing um i would think it's not such a big deal now especially now where curriculum is far more rigid uh yeah but who the fuck is going to do it nobody's going to do shit that's not true that's not true Um, I the young guys did no, i think uh, shaman would do it for sure yeah shaman's there uh, i am there there's a lot of guys who will nah, step you got wahab one foot out the door already i'm kidding i know i know but like I know. but you have like add so you just stop 
No, that's not. <laughs> you just you just get distracted. I just slow down. Like I'm just like, okay, guys, let's not go at Ashwin's pace. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, um, and me- meanwhile, uh, other Ashwin. gyms are going at Ashwin's pace. That's fine. So when Ashwin comes back, he can pick you up to speed. But my no, job. But see, fuck you. In the in the meantime, my job is to make sure that whatever they do, they do correctly and they know correctly. Not, hey, I have run through so much material that these guys didn't understand half of it. Because I yeah, for sure. Right. But so, you, but like, you won't do. I mean, you might do that, but um, but then you get caught with the same thing you just taught them. So that means I'm great at teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe, maybe, yeah. Taught sure. it so well <coughs> that the motherfucker caught me in it. Why? Apne ap pakda gaya. Bro, that that happened one time in Jaipur. I was teaching these guys guillotine defense. Sandeep grabbed my neck and squeezed the shit out of it. I almost passed out, man. <laughs> I had to. I had to be like, chodde chodde <laughs> but. Now that we're talking about this, I think you should take over the competition team. I should take over the competition team. Uh-huh. Y- yeah, I'm down, bro. Uh, cool. As long as um, I get hella paid. I can get you like a couple of beers every day. T-shirts, <laughs> t-shirts and beers. T-shirts. I can, I can put some more money into the gym we are opening. Um, no, just t-shirts and beers. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Down, down. Down, Um Yeah, I, I'd be down to do that, man. You just do your own thing and just kind of uh, fuck off. Done. <laughs> but then, if I need training partners, so the training partners have to be getting better, right? Yeah, so I'll... Uh... You have to get these guys better. I don't care how you do it. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to uh, do a brainstorm with these guys and I'll talk to them and then I'll come up with the strategy. Uh, you can't use knives and shit, obviously. But like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no, you'll just stab them. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think maybe this is a good idea where we where we make a strategy uh, based on what the actual challenges are as opposed to um, you know, just like simply do this because a lot of guys, maybe that will help them. No, that's, that's generally my approach. Yeah. Because you're an idiot. I know. I know. But, uh, sometimes but you're learning, you're, you're, a, uh, you're basically an, uh, an AI, uh, but the I stands for idiot. But you know, sometimes it's, it's also like you find weaknesses and you see a lot of weaknesses. Um, yeah, consistent. Exactly. Yeah, I and I and I tell you what, like I I give you an example of it. Like one thing I notice with almost all the highest level guys, uh, whether it's somebody teaching me or I'm watching something, I notice. And again, of course, principles one hundred and one is posture. A lot of I see younger guys make mistake of bad posture, and I am guilty of it constantly as well. And it's something that unless, uh, you know, you draw attention to, um, people just don't see it in themselves. And the moment you get tired, what's the first thing to go? Your posture, your backgrounds, and, you know, you're in... So, so I 
I don't understand. What's your point? Just saying there's like little things that you can pinpoint uh, to work on uh, that could be more beneficial if uh, you had more time to simply just focus on coaching. You in particular, since you don't have that much time only to focus on coaching people right now. I don't think you've been paying attention to what I've been saying. Um, I don't want to spend so much time on coaching. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, so, <laughs> so, I don't know what gave away this. <laughs> so I don't know how these thoughts came to your head. Uh, I, but no interest. I, think, I no interest. I think you should put Z in charge of the company. Z is has the capacity to be a great coach. But Z is, he speaks too much when he's teaching. He overloads information on something that is, could be as simple as picking this up from here and putting it here. Z would tell you, you pick it up, you turn it this way. Then you make sure your elbow stays pointing towards the laptop and you lift it vertically all the way to the horizon. Then you bring it across here and then you let it go. But you make sure when you let it go, it lands on its side like it was picked up. It's facing the exact same direction. If Z would just say, yo, pick this up here, move it that way and drop it here, Z would make a fantastic coach. And Z has the capabilities of doing that. But um, in recent times, he started overloading people's information. And again, I haven't spoken to him about this. So Z, if you're listening to this, you're a great coach. Just stop. Stop telling people extra things. Uh, but yeah if anybody uh, if I had to pick anybody it would be Z he's the guy so let's make this happen Z the call time bro he's running an empire that's also true he's not like you and I hey he's not a simpleton (laughs) he he doesn't have time but Zora if Zora had the time I'm sure he'd be down to it for sure even right now if I ask him I don't think he would say no he just he just like need a little guidance and then he'd be, he'd do it. He'd fucking kill it. Cool. Anyway, I think we're going to end this now. It's fucking 1230 at night. Yeah. It's been long this one. I will. I don't know if I should edit this or let it go. How does it matter? Uh, you will what? You remember? Yeah. This only <laughs> edit or not. There's a lot of like, there's nothing to edit out in this conversation. I mean, there is some. Um, like what? I, uh, everything I've said about these guys, they know me. If they're an issue with it, they could call me. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. This, this obviously I let it out. <laughs> so yeah. once no, again. Leave, leave this in as well. It doesn't matter. No, no. It it, it does to me. Uh, plus, you don't <laughs> listen to it anyway, so I can edit anything. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> You know, the fucked up thing is uh, every time there's a laugh in the thing, like that's an actual like funny moment. Um, I can't edit it out anymore because then like the joke is gone. Like and most of the the thing is boring and then there's like bits of humor when we both burst out laughing. Um, Yeah, I know that makes sense. uh, So I guess keep it in air. All right. Good night, Ashwin. Thanks uh, for the chat. I will talk to you soon, man. Good night. Later. Bye. Good night.